section seventy nine of greece and rome this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the world's story volume four greece and rome edited by eva march tappan section seventy nine a roman banquet by w a becker adapted from petronius the dinner-hour had arrived and by the activity of his very numerous slaves everything was prepared in the house of lentulus for a grand reception of guests the fires blazed brightly in the kitchen where the cook assisted by a number of underlings was exhausting all his skill whenever the covers were removed from the vessels a grateful odour more inviting than the smoke of a fat burnt offering diffused itself around and ascended on high to the habitation of the gods the party cook and carver were occupied in arranging the dessert in all the forms that ingenuity could suggest while the first course was ready for serving the triclinium footnote a couch on which romans reclined while eating in the footnote had been placed in a spacious saloon the northerly aspect of which was well adapted for the time of year around a beautiful table covered with cedar wood stood elegant sofas inlaid with tortoise shell the lower part decked with white hangings embroidered with gold and the pillows which were stuffed with the softest wool covered with gorgeous purple upon the seats cushions covered with silken stuff were laid to separate the places of the guests the butler was still arranging the side tables on which valuable drinking vessels were displayed and in straightening the draperies of the triclinium when his lord entered accompanied by the guests lentulus had invited only six friends but pomponius anxious that the number of the muses should occupy the triclinium and no place be left empty brought with him two friends whom he introduced as gentlemen from perugia it is long methinks said gallus to his courteous host on entering since we last met in this saloon how beautifully you have in the meantime ornamented it you certainly could not have chosen a more appropriate picture for a triclinium than those satyrs celebrating the joyous vintage and the slain boar a scene from lucania the fruit and provision pieces over the doors and between them the elegant twigs on which the thrushes are sitting all are calculated to awaken a relish for the banquet yes really interposed pomponius lentulus understands far better than calpurnius how to decorate a dining-hall the other day he had the walls of his finest triclinium painted with the murder of hipparchus and the death of brutus and instead of agreeable foliage threatening lictors were to be seen at every corner he too is right in his way said gallus but where is he i understood that you had invited him lentulus he was unfortunately pre-engaged replied the other but we shall see him before the evening be over added pomponius as our friend fannius is you know averse to sitting late and lentulus will not i am sure let us go before the crowing of the cock 
we shall be one short at the triclinium unless calpurnius come according to his promise and fill the vacant place so soon as he can get released from his formal consular supper but i scarcely think we ought to keep the cook waiting any longer the tenth hour is i verily believe almost elapsed had we not better take our seats Lentulus? the host answered in the affirmative and conducted gallus to the lowest place on the middle sofa which was the seat of honour at the table at his left and on the same dining couch sat pomponius above him fannius the sofa to the left was occupied by bassus fontinus and sicilianus to the right and next gallus sat lentulus himself below him the perusians whom pomponius had brought as soon as they had reclined slaves took off their sandals and youths with their loins girded offered water in silver bowls for their ablutions at a nod from lentulus two slaves entered and placed upon the table the tray which contained the dishes composing the first course lentulus cast his eyes with secret joy around the circle as if desirous of noting the impression made on his friends by the novel arrangements of this course the invention of which was due to himself and indeed the service was worthy of a nearer observation in the centre of the plateau ornamented with tortoise shell stood an ass of bronze on either side of which hung silver panniers filled with white and black olives preserved by the art of the cook until this period of the year on the back of the beast sat a silenus from whose skin the most delicious sauce flowed upon the meat beneath near this on two silver gridirons lay delicately dressed sausages beneath which syrian plums mixed with the seed of the pomegranate presented the appearance of glowing coals around stood silver dishes containing asparagus lettuce radishes and other productions of the garden in addition to fish flavoured both with mint and rue and with byzantine pickle and dressed snails and oysters whilst fresh ones in abundance were handed round the company expressed their admiration of their host's fanciful invention and then proceeded to help themselves to what each according to his taste considered the best incentive of an appetite at the same time slaves carried round in golden goblets the mulsum composed of hymetian honey and falernian wines they were still occupied in tasting the several delicacies when a second and smaller tray was brought in and placed in a vacant spot within the first to which it did not yield in point of singularity in the elegant basket sat a hen ingeniously carved out of wood with outspread wings as if she were brooding straightway entered two slaves who began searching in the chaff which filled the basket and taking out some eggs distributed them among the guests friends said lentulus smiling they are peahen's eggs which have been put under the hen my only fear is that she may have sat too long upon them but let us try them a slave then gave to each guest a silver snail which was however found almost too large and heavy for the purpose and each proceeded to break an egg with the point of it most of the party were already acquainted with the jokes of lentulus but not so the perusians truly my egg has already become a hen cried one of them in disgust and about to throw it away examine a little more closely said pomponius with a laugh in which the guests at the upper sofa who were better acquainted with the matter joined our friend's cook understands well how to dress eggs that have been already sat upon 
the perusian then for the first time remarked that its shell was not natural but made of dough and that a fat fig pecker was hidden in the yolk which was strongly seasoned with pepper many jokes were made and whilst the guests were eating the mysterious eggs the slaves again presented the honey wine when no one desired more the band which was at the other end of the hall began to play as a sign for the slaves to remove the dishes which they proceeded to do another slave wiped the table with a purple cloth of coarse linen and two ethiopians again handed water for washing the hands boys wearing green garlands then brought in two well gypsumed wine jars the time corroded necks of which well accorded with the inscription on a label hanging round them whereon might be read written in ancient characters the words el apimio cos discharge your office well iranos cried lentulus to one of the boys to-day you shall bear the ladle it is falernian my friends and opiominum too and is as you know usually clouded it was bright enough said gallus when the free citizens wrote the name of the consul on this label yet it only shares the fate of the age which like it has also become clouded the perusians began to listen attentively and pomponius cautiously placed his finger on his mouth actually continued he only five years more and this noble juice would have witnessed a century pass away and during this century there has never been growth like it why maximus your great-grandfather was consul in the same year as apimius and see here is the fourth generation already and yet the wine is still in existence quite right replied maximus my ancestor was consul with apimius and much as i like the wine i am yet vexed to think that my name does not appear on the jar content yourself quoth gallus there are more serious accidents in life than that oh quickly interposed pomponius let us end this grave conversation only see how bassus and sicilianus are longing for the contents of the jars whilst we are indulging in speculations about the label outside have them opened lentulus the vessels were carefully cleansed of the gypsum and the corks extricated Iranus cautiously poured the wine into the silver cooler which was placed ready and was now filled again with fresh snow and then mixed it according to his master's directions in the richly embossed bowl and dipping a golden ladle therein filled the amethyst coloured glasses which were distributed amongst the guests by the rest of the boys this operation was scarcely finished before a new serving tray was placed upon the table containing the first course of the feast which however by no means answered the expectations of the guests a circle of small dishes covered with such meats as were to be met with only at the tables of plebeians was ranged around a slip of natural turf on which lay a honeycomb a slave carried round the bread in a silver basket and the guests were preparing though with evident vexation to help themselves to chickpeas and small fish when at a sign from lentulus two slaves hurried forward and took off the upper part of the tray under which a number of dishes presenting a rich selection of dainties were concealed there were ring-doves and field-fares capons and ducks mullets of three pounds weight and turbot and in the centre a fatted hare which by means of artificial wings the chef had ingeniously changed into a pegasus the company were agreeably surprised and applauded the host with clapping of hands and the carver immediately approached and with great solemnity and almost in musical time began to carve 
erinos meanwhile was diligently discharging his functions and the guests animated by the strength of the falernian already began to be more merry on the disappearance of the first course much conversation was kept up gallus alone taking less share in it than he was accustomed to do but no long interval was allowed for talking four slaves soon entered to the sound of horns bearing the second course which consisted of a huge boar surrounded by eight sucking pigs made of sweet paste by the experienced baker and surprisingly like real ones on the tusks of the boar hung little baskets woven of palm twigs and containing syrian and theban dates another carver resembling a jager in full costume now approached the table and with an immense knife commenced cutting up the boar pronounced by lentulus to be a genuine umbrian in the meantime the boys handed the dates and gave to each guest one of the pigs as a souvenir an umbrian said one of the guests of the highest couch turning to the strangers a countryman or at all events a near neighbour of yours then if i were in your place i should hesitate before partaking of it for who knows whether by some metamorphosis one of your dear friends may not have been changed into this animal the days for metamorphoses are past replied one of them there are no more circes and the other gods do not trouble themselves much about mankind i know only one who potently rules all the world and can doubtless bring about many metamorphoses do not say so pomponius quickly added our friend bassus will teach you directly that many wonders happen even in the present times and that we are by no means sure that we shall not see one amongst us suddenly assume the character of a beast laugh as you will said bassus it still cannot be denied only the other day one who was formerly a slave to a man in humble circumstances at capua but has now become a rich freedman related to me a circumstance which he had himself experienced it is enough to make one's hair stand on end if not displeasing to you i will communicate it the company partly from curiosity and partly wishing for a laugh against bassus begged him to tell the story and he thus began when i was a slave related my informant i happened by the dispensation of the gods to conceive a liking for an innkeeper's wife not from an unworthy passion but because she never denied me what i asked for and anything i saved and gave into her charge i was sure not to be cheated of her husband had a small villa at the fifth milestone and as it chanced fell sick there and died in misfortune thought i we know our friends and therefore considered how i could get to my friend at the villa my master was by accident absent from capua but a stranger a warrior was stopping in our house of him i made a confidant begging that he would accompany me in the night to the villa and he consented to do so we waited for the time of the cock crowing and then stole off the moon was shining and it was as clear as midday about half-way by the side of the road was a group of sepulchral monuments at which my companion stopped on some pretence or other but i went on beginning a song and gazing at the stars at length i looked round and saw my companion standing in the road he took off his clothes and laid them down then went around them in a circle spat three times upon them and immediately became a wolf now do not suppose that i am telling you falsehood for the fellow assured me that it was pure truth he next continued the man began to howl and then dashed into the thicket at first i did not know what to do but at length approached for the purpose of taking the clothes with me but behold they had become stone horror-stricken i drew my sword and continued slashing it about in the air until i reached the villa i entered the house breathless the sweat dropped from me and it was long before i recovered myself 
my friend was astonished at my visiting her at such an unusual hour had you only come sooner said she you might have assisted us for a wolf has been breaking into the villa and destroying several sheep but he did not escape with impunity for my slave has pierced him through with a spear i shuddered and could not obtain my sleep during the night as soon as it was day i hastened homewards and saw on reaching the place where the clothes had lain nothing more than a large stain of blood but found the warrior lying in bed at home and a surgeon bandaging his neck i then became aware that he was one of those whom we call werewolves and could never afterwards eat bread in his company this was the man's story in recounting which he even then shuddered say what you will such things often happen the company laughed and jeered at the narrator who endeavoured by philosophical arguments to defend his credulity at length the second perusian who sat in the lowest place said bassus may not be so very wrong after all for some time since i bought a slave who had formerly lived at miletus and who told me a wonderful story in the following words in the house where i served a child a boy beautiful as a statue had died his mother was inconsolable and all were standing mourning round the bed when the witches were heard shrieking round the house there was in the family a cappadocian a tall daring fellow who had once overcome a mad ox this man having seized a sword ran out of doors with his left hand cautiously concealed in his mantle and cut one of the hags in two we heard their shrieks although we saw nothing but the cappadocian staggered backwards upon a couch and his whole body became as blue as if he had been beaten for he had been touched by the hands of the witches he closed the house door again but when the mother returned to her dead child she saw with horror that the strigee had already taken away the body and left a straw doll in its place this anecdote was received with no less laughter than the other bassus alone bent unobserved towards the table and inwardly besought the strigee not to meet him on his way home some more stories of a similar kind would perhaps have been introduced had not the slaves produced the fresh platter which to the astonishment of the company contained a vast swine cooked exactly like the boar ha cried lentulus rising from his couch in order to inspect it more closely i really believe that the cook has forgotten to disembowel the animal bring him thither directly the cook appeared with troubled mien and confessed to the indignation of the whole party that in his hurry he had forgotten to cleanse the beast now really said the enraged sicilius that is the most worthless slave i ever beheld who ever heard of a cook omitting to gut a swine were he mine i would hang him lentulus however was more leniently disposed you deserve a severe chastisement said he to the slave and may thank my good humour for escaping it but as a punishment you must immediately perform the neglected duty in our presence the cook seized the knife and having carefully slid open the belly on both sides gave a sudden jerk when to the agreeable surprise of the guests a quantity of little sausages of all kinds tumbled out that was indeed a new joke cried pomponius laughing but tell me why did you have a tame swine served up after the wild boar if the remainder of my friends be of that opinion replied the host we will grant him his liberty and he may appear to-morrow at my table with his cap on on a given signal the slaves removed the dish and brought another containing peacocks pheasants the livers of geese and rare fish at length this course also was removed the slaves wiped the table and cleared away with besoms of palm twigs the fragments that had fallen on the floor strewing it at the same time with sawdust dyed with vermilion and pleasant-smelling saffron 
whilst this was being done the eyes of the guests were suddenly attracted upwards by a noise overhead the ceiling opened and a large silver hoop on which were ointment bottles of silver and alabaster silver garlands with beautifully chiselled leaves and circlets and other trifles to be shared among the guests as favours descended upon the table in the meantime the dessert had been served wherein the new baker whom lentulus had purchased for a hundred thousand sesterces footnote about five thousand dollars end of footnote gave a specimen of his skill in addition to innumerable articles of pastry there were artificial mussels field fares filled with dried grapes and almonds and many other things of the same kind in the middle stood a well-modelled vertumnus footnote a harvest god end of footnote who held in his apron a great variety of fruits around lay sweet quinces stuck full of almonds and having the appearance of sea urchins with melons cut into various shapes whilst the party was praising the fancy of the baker a slave handed round toothpicks made of the leaves of the mastich pistachio and lentulus invited the guests to assist themselves to the confectionery and fruits with which the god was loaded the perusians who were particularly astonished by the gifts of vertumnus at such a season stretched across the table and seized the inviting apples and grapes but drew back in affright when as they touched them a stream of saffron discharged from the fruit besprinkled them their merriment became general when several of the guests attempted cautiously to help themselves to the mysterious fruit and each time a red stream shot forth you seem determined exclaimed pomponius to surprise us in every way but yet i must say lentulus that in this otherwise excellent entertainment you have not sufficiently provided for our amusement here we are at dessert without having had a single spectacle to delight our eyes between the courses it is not my fault replied lentulus for our friend gallus has deprecated all the feats of rope dancing and pantomime that i intended for you and you see how little he shares in the conversation besides the sun is already nigh setting and i have had another triclinium lighted up for us if no one will take more of the dessert we may as well i think repair thither at once perhaps the cloud which shades the countenance of our friend may disappear under the garland leave the felonian alone at present the Uranus, and await us in the other saloon the youth did as his lord commanded and just at that moment calpurnius entered pouting discontentedly at the servile souls of the company he had left because he could no longer endure their hail to the father of our fatherland the party now rose to meet again after a short time in the brilliant saloon the intervening moments being spent by some in sauntering along the colonnades and by others in taking a bath these first scenes of the feast are now followed by drinking gambling and finally by a quarrel and the departure of the guests end of section seventy nine this recording is in the public domain